Hello, and welcome to Wide Open Spaces with Elise, a podcast. This is episode number 70, Feeling Strange. Thank you so much for joining me today. You can listen to this podcast anywhere you love listening to your favorite podcast. Go to wideopenspaceswithelise.com, Elise is spelled I-L-I-S-E, and check out my website and some of my blogs. Thank you again for joining me today. Before I get in depth with this podcast, I'd like to recognize the Remembrance Day that is today called Yom HaShoah, which is the remembrance of six million Jews and millions of others who were extinguished during the Holocaust. There's been a lot of hate rhetoric increased, anti-Semitism has increased, racial profiling has increased, and it doesn't necessarily have to just focus on what happened in the Holocaust, but to look what's happening in our world today, like in Ukraine, and where all this hate comes from, and so on, Yom HaShoah. Just think about World War II, just for a moment, and all those lives that were extinguished and lost, and those who were survivors. There's very few survivors left. I know two that have passed away, and I have listened to many talk, and I've met a group of Holocaust survivors. So think about that next time you start to see hate rhetoric tempering up and stop for a moment and maybe help quell it or redesign it or define it. Um, We really need to work on that in this world. Okay, off my soapbox. So episode number seven, 70, excuse me, feeling strange. Now, first of all, it's number 70. Now, I'm excited about that, but not so excited about that. And the reason why, if you are a loyal listener, I haven't been consistent with my podcast. There's been a lot of weeks where I've asked you to look at previous and listen to previous podcasts or my blogs. And there's a good reason for that. And I'm not the type of person who commits to something and is inconsistent, but life happens. And that's what I'm going to focus on today, is while I'm talking about it, maybe you'll be able to relate with your own personal situations on how life happens and how we're feeling strange in our own bodies. Now, the reason why things were so inconsistent is that I had surgery, which I won't get into detail with because I'm still trying to wrap my brain around the surgery and what the surgery was for. It was eight weeks recuperation, couldn't drive, couldn't lift, couldn't do a lot of things. And it was unexpected. And those are always the hardest traumatic events when they're unexpected. When we know something's coming up, let's say a surgery, we prepare ourselves. Maybe we research. We get ourselves ready. We get our homes ready for it. This was emergency, completely unexpected, and then out for eight weeks. And it was something that really just pulled me away from my life, my routines, my family, my friends, my podcast. I did do one or two podcasts in between um, there, and then I had a nice week vacation for spring break and went to California, and California is my happy place, and it kind of rejuvenated me, and um, 
made me feel like I got a little bit of an energy boost and I started to feel like myself again. Came home on a Saturday. Sunday I had a call because I got a jury duty summons. So now eight weeks of recuperation surgery, a nice week of vacation, and then I call and it tells me to report for jury duty. Now we all get that, oh, nobody wants to report for jury duty. It's a pain in the ass. For me, it's an hour to an hour half drive in the morning to get to the courthouse. So of course I go and, and I'll talk about it more in depth at another time of what it's like to be a juror on jury duty. And just not really thinking, waiting for my number to be randomly picked to go into a judge's courtroom and the judge does what he does and you come out and they send people home and I'm still there and then they tell me to come back the next day and we go in and the lawyers ask us questions and we go out and the bailiff has these little white cards with names and if he calls your name, you get to go home and you serve jury duty. Well, guess whose name he didn't call? Mine, Elise, which meant I was one of nine jurors on a case that lasted three weeks. Yes, three weeks of my life after being taken out of commission for eight weeks and literally my life put on hold, a quick reprieve in there with the vacation, and now three weeks of jury duty. And well, I, what I will say is I now realize how important it is to serve jury duty. It's our civic duty. Other countries don't have that. Uh, where their peers get to decide what their fate is, basically, based on the evidence. And this was a pretty important case, which I won't discuss now, but it really made me realize the gravity of someone else's actions and how it can affect other people's lives. And though those three weeks were draining and inconvenient, I learned a lot about the court system, and I learned about, a lot about how just some, a short amount of time, lives can change in an instant. And so the judge, we give our verdict, and the judge sends us home. I was so relieved. I just wanted to get back into picking my kid up from school. I mean, the little things that I wasn't able to do. Um, get up in the morning and not be getting dressed and ready myself, but being able to send her off to school and just those little things, going to the grocery store, whatever. So I get in my car. My car shows this light, tire level low. Okay, I guess I have to put some air in that tire. Pull out of my spot where the jurors park. I realize I don't have my parking ticket. So I get out of the car, get it out of my backpack, get back in the car. And now it says, um, tire pressure, very low. Oh my God. Here I am about an hour with traffic away from home. Just want to get home. I'm literally so exhausted. I mean, technically I came off of a surgery and sat three weeks in a jury duty and it was rough for me on my body physically. And I just wanted to be done. And I get out and there's a nail in my tire. Okay, so now I have to take the very long way home, not on the highway, just in case the tire blows, to get home. And on that way, I just kind of 
was still all taken up in the trial and thinking about it. And got home that night and you know how you feel sometimes when your allergies are kicking up, your throat feels a little weird, and whatever. And I decided to go to bed early that night. And the next day I wake up and I feel like a truck ran over me. Every inch of my body hurt. I mean, literally, every inch of my body hurt. Like you couldn't even touch me. And my throat was on fire. And I'm going, what do you think the thir first thought comes to my head? COVID comes to my head. Now, I didn't mention in the beginning that this podcast evolved out of a global pandemic. Me reaching out to my listeners on when we were quarantined and how to stay home and how all our lives changed and how we coped. And I've read so many articles how we'll never be the same again. The way we lived our lives has all changed and altered. And all of a sudden I'm thinking, COVID? Do I have COVID? So I take a COVID test at the government. You can order online. You get four free tests at home. Says negative. I'm like, okay, I must just have gotten a virus because a virus was going around. And to be honest, I was completely relieved because, again, eight weeks surgery, three weeks jury duty. I just wanted to get back to my life. So I stayed isolated just in case. Next day, woke up, felt even worse. I mean, I don't, I felt this way once before, a little over two years ago, when they weren't sure who had COVID and didn't when they were sick. I can guarantee I had it now, two years ago, because this is how I felt. I said that I should take another test. Took another test, and lo and behold, I was positive for COVID 19. Obviously, probably the Omicron variant, which is what is in the Southeast. And I sat there in bed, really completely shocked, to be honest. Because if you know me, I'm one of the most careful people you know when it comes to COVID. And if you've listened to my podcast from the beginning, you'll know how paranoid and afraid I was of it. And now I have it. Why? I didn't go anywhere other than the courthouse, spent three weeks sitting in a jury box. Only four of us wore masks. Nobody else did. Prosecutor wore a mask when he wasn't talking. Not the judge, not anybody else in the jury, not the defense, not the defendant, not the people in the audience. Nobody's wearing masks. I'm in a closed room. When we're not in the courtroom, we're in the deliberation room, in a small room with people with no masks on, but me, except to take a drink. Went outside to have lunch. If I had lunch with somebody, sat six feet away, took our masks off, and I got COVID. So inevitably, in my mind, we'll all get it at some point. It's just here to stay, and all we can do is try to protect ourselves and our loved ones. But you know what this meant for me now? Other than feeling like shit, literally. There's no other word for it. It was extremely awful for the first 48 hours to 72 hours. I now have to isolate from my life, from the world, from my family. I just couldn't wrap my brain around it. 
And I really didn't feel sorry for myself at that point because I felt so bad. But once I started to feel a little bit better, I really started feeling sorry for myself. There were many days where I cried because the isolation from the world. I mean, I really couldn't even be around my dog because they tell you not to be around your pets because then they could give it to other family members. And so I was very, um, you know, socially isolated and, you know, stimulus deprivated. There wasn't a lot for me to do but watch TV and I would fall asleep and I'd watch TV and I would fall asleep. And it literally took two weeks before I tested negative. So I isolated for two weeks. I missed the holiday Passover because I couldn't have Passover with my family members. And so now I've been negative. Today is Thursday since Sunday. So of course I went out Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and I'll go out again today. Very tired, not a lot of energy. My taste is off. Things smell kind of weird, but okay, I made it through. I am vaccinated. I believe that did help me because I was pretty sick. And I kept thinking if I wasn't vaccinated, I I would have been a lot more and probably been in a hospital because I felt pretty sick. And so I remember turning to my husband and saying to him yesterday, did you ever feel like a stranger in your own skin? He's like, not really. And that's what got me thinking. That's how I feel. I feel like strange, which is why I titled this Feeling Strange, because we can all feel strange for different reasons. But I feel like a stranger in my own body. From what the surgery was about has completely changed my whole body. Listening to a trial and what happened and watching evidence and isolating me from my world took me out of my element. And then getting COVID, over a three-month period of time, all this happened. And it was a lot. It was a lot of trauma. Surgery was unexpected. Being a juror on a type of case that will stay with me for the rest of my life, was traumatic. And getting COVID was traumatic. I never feared for my life with COVID, but it kind of brought it home, really brought it home. The virus was inside of me, and I could give it to anybody in my home if I wasn't careful. And so I feel like a stranger in my own body. Now, Can any of you relate to this? I mean, not to the specifics of what has caused me to feel this way, but I can give you some examples and maybe you can relate to some of the things I list or maybe something specifically individual to you that has made you feel like a stranger in your own skin. Not that you don't feel comfortable, but that the inside is feeling different than it ever has before. What's going on with yourself, your thoughts, your feelings, feeling uncomfortable in your environment. So some examples are body dysmorphia, where uh, you see yourself as very large, but you're very thin. Or the opposite, 
You're very large, but you think you're very thin. The way you see your body, the shape of your body, may be exaggerated in your mind. That's why it's called body dysmorphia, because what you're seeing and feeling isn't really what's actually there. So if you're very thin but see someone who's overweight, it's being distorted in your mind. So you're not feeling comfortable in your own skin because you have this type of disorder. PTSD can make you feel like you're a stranger in your own body because what has ever traumatized you has shaken you inside and made you question everything or fear everything. An illness like me, having an unexpected illness and having it cause a trauma or a PTSD type of event, for me, definitely was a PTSD type of event. No time to process, no time to think, no time to really absorb it, just doing what the doctors told me to do. Then I come home and it hits me like a ton of bricks. Loss. We all know that loss can kind of take us into an out-of-body type of experience. Moving to a new location. If you've moved to a different state or a different town that's farther away from people and you have to create a whole new world for yourself, you can feel like a stranger in your own body because you're trying to create new routines and adapt to your new home or or the weather and the environment, and going into a new workplace and trying to create a social group for yourself and whatever it may be can make you feel uncomfortable in your own skin. Weight gain or weight loss. Sometimes that weight gain just before you know it's there and you feel different on the inside but you know that you've gained weight and you don't feel good in your own skin because you've put on that weight. Addiction. I think that speaks for itself. If you are somebody who suffers from addiction, you know how it can make you feel disconnected from who you were pre-addiction and feeling disconnected from the people and the things around you. Depression. Depression is one of the biggest ones and probably one of the most common ones that I'm discussing. We've all felt depressed at different times in our lives. You can't tell me that you haven't. I don't mean clinical depression, but something didn't go your way or something happened and it made you feel like you were in a funk. And when you feel like you're in a funk, you don't want to talk to people. You don't want to be involved in conversations. You don't want to go do activities or clean your house. You're out of touch with who you really are because you're feeling so down. And so this creates a feeling, all these different types of things. And if you can personally come up with things that have happened to you that have created this, this type of disconnect from who you are, feeling strange with inside yourself and, and, and not feeling connected to who you were. Now, there's good change. Don't get me wrong. As we evolve and change, we're not the people we used to be 10 years ago. That's really an evolution. And are you evolving with your foot forward and moving in a positive direction? Or are you evolving backwards, going backwards? So we all change over the years. What I mean is when 
there's an illness or a traumatic situation or an unexpected situation where it makes you feel strange, really not like yourself. And that's just what I've been going through. I took everything for me to come sit here today and talk to you because I don't feel like myself. And I know that in time, I either will feel like my old self or I will evolve into a new form of who that person is. And through losses and illnesses and, and situations that were put in unexpectedly, our lives change. And sometimes we adapt really quick and we move with it. But sometimes it's just so much like what I went through that it's hard to catch up to what's happened and what's going on inside of you. It's hard to catch up and put those together. And it takes a lot of work to try to get yourself back to feeling comfortable in your own skin. With these new changes or a new environment or new feelings or loss, change of a job, it takes time to where you are physically to what's going on internally. And so I thought to myself, okay, when I was trying to really think about what topic I wanted to talk about, I thought, talk about what you're going through. And that's why I thought it was important because a lot of times people see mental health counselors or, or therapists or doctors or um, life counselors, anybody who's there to help you improve your lifestyle, your mood, what you're going through, helping you what you go through. You kind of look at those therapists like they don't have problems. Guess what? They do. And I'm one to prove it. Unexpected. And the most interesting thing for myself is, do I practice what I preach? Do I practice what I preach to you? Because I'm no different than any of you. And sometimes it takes me time to realize, I, now that these events are behind me, I still don't feel like myself. So, here's where the coping mechanism comes in. Do you continue to feel strange, out of touch, not like yourself, like a stranger in your own skin? Or do you start to take steps to connect the internal with the external, to move forward and evolve together? And so because so much has happened to me, I, I really couldn't think of anything that would take a lot of energy because to be honest, I don't have the energy. I went shopping to one store yesterday for my mom for her birthday and Mother's Day and I was out of breath and I was exhausted. The COVID has taken it out of me. And so I really, you know, as far as exercising and going, taking long walks, that's not going to help me right now. I don't have the energy. I don't feel good after I do it. I probably need a couple weeks to recoup now that I'm negative. So what do I do? Do I stay disconnected? Do I feel like, keep feeling like a stranger in my own skin? I mean, that's not healthy. It's normal what I'm going through because I've been traumatized. My life's been disrupted. I've been changed permanently. 
And so I need to do something. I can't wait till I can exercise again or have the energy to do it or any of that. So what do I do? So I thought, feeling grateful. Okay, yes, I could talk about gratitude. No. I realized what this moment really needed was to talk about positive affirmations. I've talked about this in, po- in other podcasts. But I want to really instill in you how important positive affirmations are in our life, no matter what we're going through. Even if we're flying high and things are going great, there's always going to be that little something that happens during a day that kind of annoys you or makes you feel bad about yourself or brings you down a little bit. Someone tells you something, you know, that just kind of upsets you. So we always have those moments. They don't have to be the big things like I've gone through. They can be the small things. But positive affirmations, and I know you're probably saying, oh, come on, Elise. That's so basic. Yeah, it is basic, but do you do it? Do you tell yourself positive affirmations every day? I mean, be honest with yourself. Did you really say to yourself, I did a great job on that project today. I really look great in the mirror today. I really helped my friend out today when they were struggling. I'm proud of myself that I got off the couch and I went and took a small walk. I called a friend because I was feeling down. And so I'm proud of myself that I initiated that. Self-affirmations. I am a good person. I am kind. I am sweet. I am strong. And I am powerful. And I am willful. And I can get through things. Those are positive affirmations. Negative affirmations? I'm stupid. I'm fat. I'm ugly. I'm not good at anything. I suck. I never can do anything on my own without help. I'm a bad person. I'm not kind. I never can complete anything. I can't do anything well. Those are negative affirmations. Now the latter, we do that unfortunately more often than we do the positive affirmations. It's kind of like this internal record that's going on in your brain that keeps screeching the same negative thoughts over and over again. I mean, I even said them out loud when I've done something. Oh, you're so stupid, Elise. It just kind of comes out of your mouth. I drop something or I'm not doing something, you know, like today I drop things like five times. And so those things, those negative things kind of pop out of your mouth really easy. But the positive things don't. See, as simplistic as positive affirmations are, it takes the energy and the will to say those things to yourself. That I am good and I have a pretty smile and I'm friendly and I can get through most things because I'm strong, because I'm organized, because I'm a good listener. So what I'd like you to do, and I know it's hard when you're giving a task to do, you listen to me and you say, oh, great podcast. But do you do the activities that I actually ask you to do? I'm going to do them. I need to do them. 
and I need to do something that doesn't take a lot of energy. Get a journal, get a notebook, and every day write down. When you give yourself a negative affirmation, write down a positive affirmation to negate that negative thought, to counterbalance and bring you from the negative to the positive. It takes work. It takes time. If you don't want to go out and get a journal, do it on your phone every day. Set it up on your phone as a reminder to do self-positive affirmations. Another great thing, because sometimes we can't just grab our phones if we're in a meeting or doing something, we can't have our phones in our hands or our journals aren't available to us. Take a sticky note, excuse me, and write on that sticky note one positive thing about yourself today. Do it in the morning before your day starts. Now put that sticky note in your pocket, someplace you can get to it really quick, on the back of your phone, in your purse, in the back pocket of your jeans, whatever, so that when you're starting, maybe even sitting in a meeting at work and not feeling confident about your ideas, stick your hand in your pocket. Feel that post-it note with that positive affirmation on yourself. It's there as a physical reminder to help you counterbalance the negative thoughts to feel positive about yourself. And as you make this a routine, and have your kids do it. I mean, this is a great thing for, for kids. Kids who are getting bullied or not feeling that they're doing well in school or they're supposed to talk out more in class and they don't. And if they start to give that negative thought process, they just reach in and touch that note that says, you can do it. They put that thought in their head and they can do it. And through time and effort, they will accomplish these goals just as well as you will. So this can be done for anybody in your household, for yourself. You can even, with if you happen to have employees who are underneath you or you run a group or an organization, this is something you can have them all do to promote positive self-affirmations, positive thought processes, to change our images of ourselves, to help us get through those tough times where our lives feel so out of control, like what I've just went through over the past three months. So think about it. It doesn't take much to pull a sticky note out every morning and write something different each day, positive about yourself. Now, I hope you can appreciate why I told you about what's happened to me in the past three months. It wasn't for me to talk about myself and get it off my chest, because trust me, I've been laying in bed long enough that I've talked about everything in my head. So there was not a need for me to verbalize it to anybody. It was to show you how someone's life who was moving and chucking along on that train, you know, ups and downs, but pretty much, you know, the routine of life, and then all of a sudden trauma happens and the unexpected things happen. And you get called to things like jury duty that set you, take you away from your daily routines. And how do you stop your life from spinning? And when it happens so fast and so much like me, your life is spinning. And in turn, 
You feel like a stranger in your own skin. You don't feel in touch with yourself because so much has taken you out of your normal, out of who you are. I mean, surgery physically took me out of my normal. COVID, forget it. I couldn't even do anything. It was ridiculous. People would tell me, binge watch this show. I didn't even have the thought process to binge watch something. It was just incredible. And so these things can happen to all of us. And that's why I shared that personal experience of the past three months and why my podcast hasn't been consistent because it can happen to anybody. And how do we handle it? And how do we cope? And it kind of, for me, so much was happening at once that when I finally tested negative and it felt like, okay, things or maybe it will start, I felt odd in my body because so much had happened. So much had changed me. And how do I start to move forward again and evolve? Through self-affirmations. That's my first step. I may mention along the way in other podcasts some journeys that I'm taking to help me move forward and continue to evolve. And as I share my surgery with you in the future and my jury duty, you'll probably understand a little bit more on why I felt so strange in my skin and do still to this day. And I'm working on coming back together again. I feel like the pieces of me are all around me and they're not put together back inside, but they will be through effort, through time. And if you can relate to this, and I know a lot of you can, no matter what your situation is, maybe you're taking care of a loved one who's ill and your focus is so much on them that when you finally sit down with yourself, you don't feel like yourself because you got lost in what was going on. And we always have to bring it back to ourselves to pull ourselves together, to feel comfortable in our own skin, to not feel strange, to feel like ourselves so that we can handle these things that go on in our lives. And for all of us, we will have those ups and downs and there will be things that will take us out of our normal life routines, some good and some bad. And it's all about how you cope during those changes of life and feeling disconnected, and feeling strange, and uncomfortable. Give yourself some positive life affirmations today. Positivity can never hurt. It can only help. It can only improve our lives on the outside and on the inside. Thank you for joining me at Wide Open Spaces with Elise today. I really appreciate you listening and listening to me share what went on with me. Remember, positive thoughts always create positive energy and go out and explore all those wide open spaces in your world. Summer's coming. We're in spring, so no excuse, no cold weather to stay inside. Go out and enjoy nature. And until next time, my friends, ciao.